Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. We are live right here on SportsGrid with Game Time Decisions. On a Tuesday night, it is 2024, January 2nd, New Year, same us, you know what it is. Look, we have a lot to get to, though, over these two hours. The national championship game in the college football world is set. We have just one week of the regular season remaining in the NFL, as well as some NBA, some college basketball, even a little bit of NHL to get to here on this Tuesday night. So let's open it up and kind of give you the outlook surface here of what is on tap uh, on this Tuesday. And the semifinal coming off of yesterday, great time uh, here on SportsGrid. A 10-hour marathon covering both the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl uh, pregame and all the in-game coverage that you needed. We went to overtime in the Rose Bowl. Oh, this thing sucked. I hated watching this. It's all right, though. Michigan gets the job done. J.J. McCarthy, three passing touchdowns, 27-20. The Wolverines cover in and over in overtime. A lot of controversy, not controversy, a lot of discussion made about the play call by Tommy Reese in Alabama on a fourth and goal in OT. Jalen Milrow on a quarterback power. Didn't leave a lot of opportunities or options there for the Crimson Tide on the play that ended their season. Michigan. We'll see Washington in the national championship game. Michael Penix with 430 passing yards and a 37-31 finish. A game really defined by horrific coaching decision after horrific coaching decision. Sark doesn't know to go for two. DeBoer doesn't know how to run out of clock. And Texas nearly ended up stealing the game but more bad Sark play calling, and Texas loses outright as a four-point favorite. The Sugar Bowl also going over the listed total. The national championship number climbing a little bit early up from 54.5 to 55.5. Our radio audience is live with us here on this Tuesday night. I'm Kevin Walsh. It's Game Time Decisions on Sports Grid Sirius XM. Channel 159. Let's go from the college game to the pro game. The AFC and NFC playoff pictures are both now starting to materialize, but there are still plenty up for grabs in week 18. Baltimore locked top spot right there as the number one overall seed in the AFC. Chiefs will sit here at three. And I believe we are also all set that Cleveland ends up as the fifth seed. I Believe that is all safe, set, and secure. The big thing is Sunday Night Football 
Miami and Buffalo and working on getting you some special coverage here for that big game on Sports Group with the Pro Football Today crew. Because this game is not only going to decide the AFC East, winner is the two seed, but if Buffalo loses to Miami, it is absolutely possible they miss out on the playoffs. All that needs to happen is a Jacksonville victory favored over Tennessee and a Pittsburgh victory favored on the road in Baltimore. But the notion is the Ravens will not be playing anyone in that game. Again, it is very possible that we go into Sunday Night Football where the Bills will either be the two seed or out of the playoffs in the AFC. A wild Week 18 is coming up. In the NFC, it feels like there's a lot more certainty on how this is going to land. A disgrace, a disaster, and a lot of answers are needed in Philadelphia for their loss as in an 11 and a half point home favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. Though, I say there needs to be answers, but we know what it is. The defense is abysmal. It has been for most of this season, and it's not getting any better. Despite the change to Matt Patricia as the defensive coordinator, and what happens now? Philly goes from the likely two seed with stills an outside chance at being the number one seed if they would have won that game, now to the five. And sure, Philly will be favored over whomever wins the NFC South. Tampa Bay still the favorite. They're winning in. Potentially, it could be the New Orleans Saints as well. But even if Philly got past the NFC South champion in a 4-5 game, are the Eagles really going to go into San Francisco, get a win? And let's say they do that. Are they then going to follow that up and go into Dallas and get a win, go into Detroit and get a win? I don't think so. I don't. And the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that I still had confidence in big picture. And then that Arizona loss changed the whole story. Speaking of big picture, though, books haven't lost all confidence. The sixth best odds here for the Eagles at 12 to 1. The top five all underneath the 10 to 1 marker. San Fran, though, still stays with a comfortable gap between the Ravens. However, look at the Ravens gap between Dallas, Kansas City, uh, and Buffalo. Both top seeds getting a ton of respect. And many feel that we are on a collision course to a rematch from that game just a couple of weeks ago in Santa Clara. Back-end teams here, Miami, Detroit, Jacksonville, and Cleveland rounding it out. I didn't get into it a ton, but Jacksonville is a simple win and in. A loss, though, is beyond disastrous, as that will almost certainly guarantee, uh, and I believe it does, they will not be the winners of the AFC South, potentially not even in the postseason. Saturday night, after we get to watch the Steelers and the Ravens, we're going to get to watch the Colts and the Texans line it up. And the winner is going to the playoffs with the potential to still win that division. Uh, and that, of course, would impact your Super Bowl odds uh, as we continue to follow everything going on uh, in the NFL. Let's pop it over to the NBA slate tonight. It's a fun one. Uh, we're involved with it here. There is a great basketball game, though. In Oklahoma City, 26 and six Celts, 22 and nine Thunder. Two of the only three teams in this league that are top six in offensive and defensive rating. That other team being the Philadelphia 76ers. The Thunder, though, a four-point home underdog to the Celtics. Injury reports are clean here. 
Gives you an idea of just how much the Celts are valued by the books still as the very best team in the NBA. I'm betting this game tonight, not a side. We'll talk about it when we get there. We have the return, though. We mentioned the Sixers for Joel Embiid. They're double-digit favorite against the Chicago Bulls. Double-digit line for Memphis and San Antonio. Late night feels like an important one for the Golden State Warriors. Felt like this team was starting to turn the corner a little bit off of that overtime victory against the Boston Celtics momentum rolling now losers of three in a row a couple of home losses Clay Thompson and Steph Curry have been shooting it horribly for the Warriors can they bounce back we'll see if they answer that question tonight against the Magic let's shift it over college basketball style with a quick pick here I'm going to the number one team in the country and that's the Purdue Boilermakers coach James Young will be with us tonight on game time decisions to go both his college and NBA card and I know he's betting this game between Maryland and Purdue light line tonight on Purdue at Maryland about a five and a half point spread but I'm going to trust the team total played over 73 and a half Purdue no stranger to playing top 25 defenses this is going to be their fifth game this season against a top 25 defense the overs 4-0 in their games specifically the team total for Purdue is 3-1 towards the over just narrowly missing out on that number against Xavier but that was a very tall number for them at home a road number here little depressed Maryland's getting plenty of respect could they strike the upset? It's possible, but they would need to have a great, great offensive night. I trust the baseline level for Zach Eady and co. on the offensive side. We'll get to the full card next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, welcome back in. It's game time decisions on a Tuesday night. Good crew here. Tonight, JY is going to stop by for about a half hour. We'll get his basketball card. For me, it's all hoops uh, as well. Tom Vecchio uh, will stop by. I'm sure some NBA from him as well as the NHL slate. Uh, we will also talk to my man Joe Lisi, who had himself a wonderful start uh, to the new year on both Michigan and Washington yesterday. Well, then we'll see the consig at 740. 
uh, and sulk over what could have been with the Alabama Crimson Tide. But before that, let's get the card here from me. Six picks, three pro, three college. Uh, and we'll start in the NBA. John Moran over seven and a half assists. Now, this number is a touch expensive at minus 130, but I do think it is worth it. It was a little more expensive at other shops. Saw minus 140s uh, out there on John. Definitely want to keep this underneath eight and a half, though. The double-double for Jaws is a little bit tempting. Even the triple-double number, which is 12-1, to 13-1 to 1, uh, as you look around. But the key for Ja, one, simple put, uh, he's over this number in four out of six games since returning, since returning to action. One of those unders, he landed seven. The other was his last game out, which was just three assists in a game that the Grizzlies scored 92 points. You know me, it's a simple bounce-back spot here for Memphis tonight against San Antonio with a team total of 123 and a half. This is an excellent, excellent spot for John Moran to back to bounce back in the assist category. The only time we saw this team score 120 plus with Ja, he had 11 assists in that game. That is the expectation tonight against an awful Spurs defense who has the sixth worst defensive rating in the NBA. On a side, I'm gonna bet the Warriors tonight laying three points against the Orlando Magic at home. And this is a key spot uh, for the Dubs. Admittedly, if you just go simple, pure ATS trends, you'd probably grab the magic plus the points and run and hide. But Golden State right now needs this game in a major way. When you take a look uh, at this team fighting to get back over 501 point and now have returned two games underneath. At home here, though, laying only three points, I like the opportunity to catch this younger team on a West Coast trip, just lost but hung with Phoenix. They did that, though, with their two top guys in Ben Caro and Franz Wagner, both scoring 25-plus, both well over their averages there. One is due to take a step back in this matchup against Golden State. But when you talk about do, you talk about Steph, and you talk about Klay Thompson. Both of these guys right now, during this three-game losing streak, are incredibly easy to point to uh, as, again, one of their worst three-game stretches of basketball. Steph on Christmas against Denver, 7 of 21, 18 points. Against Miami, his worst game of the season. We bet him that night for a best bet bounce-back spot. Didn't have it. 3 of 15, scores 13 points. He had 25 against Dallas. Atrocious shooting still from Steph, 9 of 25 from the field, he shot at three of ten from two. And all of that sounds bad. And then you look at what Clay has done. Clay Thompson in his last few games is shooting six of twenty-two from three. Clay got benched at the end of the game against the Dallas Mavericks. But these two guys at home get hot against a team that's a little bit too young here, I think, to grab this one off of a Golden State group that really, really needs it. Plus, I, I like the fact that uh, TJD, Trace uh, Jackson Davis, is starting to sneak into that starting lineup for the Warriors, add a little bit of spring there, uh, and attack the glass, steal a couple of extra possessions with those offensive rebounds. But the game of the night, we've talked about it at the top. No doubt, uh, it is going to be the Thunder and the Celtics. I want to get you the odds, uh, the most up-to-date odds for this game everywhere. Boston right now is four, or there is one three and a half. So some buyback coming on Oklahoma City. Your total right now, as high as 241. And that means this number is working against me. There are still some 240s out there, as well as some 240s uh, and a half. But I'm playing this number under at 240. There are only four teams in all of basketball that are top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating. The Thunder, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Nuggets. 
And Boston has played Philly three times already this year. Those totals, 229.5, 224, 218.5. Yes, the Thunder are faster than Philly. They're not that much faster. They're not better offensively than the Sixers. They just aren't. The offensive rating, there's by no measure you can get to that conclusion. OKC played Philly this year. 230.5 was that listed total. And Boston is slower than Philadelphia. And Denver's also a pretty slow team. And OKC has played them multiple times. 239 was a total once and 236 and a half. And both of those games went under. This, for me, is a spot where you get two high-level teams. And I, the, the key to this game is that Boston shows up respecting what the Thunder have done this season. And the Celts are playing great ball once again. Winners of six in a row. Uh, this started out on a West Coast trip where they lost the first game at OT to Golden State. And that loss, by the way, is the only thing in front of this team from being on a double-digit win streak right now. There's a reason the Celtics are booked like the best team in basketball. They are the best team in basketball. You know, when we get to April and May and we're talking about can Boston win the title, the questions that will arise then, they're not going to arise now in January didn't they? Or, or in December, and they won't come by the time we're in February. This team has too much depth. They just have to show up, and this season they have, and they need to tonight in Oklahoma City. So I'm playing the under. I'll say this for the pe people that are going to look to bet the Thunder. The Thunder have been an incredible ATS team for years now. But if you'll notice this season, this is going to be the fifth time they're a home dog. They are only... Two and two so far. When the Thunderer booked as a home underdog this season, it's a rarity, and it is for a reason. If I was betting a sign tonight, I would actually trust the Boston Celtics to step up. On the college side, we also told you three picks there. It starts with the Purdue team total over the 73 and a half. I, I like that they've already seen great defenses this year. And Maryland, by the way, a top 25 defense, kind of the worst of that bunch, right? Xavier, Marquette, Tennessee, Arizona, Purdue's comfortable against the best in all of college basketball. It's how they earned that number one overall ranking. Plus, the Purdue singular loss this year was on the road in Big Ten play. This should be a Boilermakers crew that shows up tonight ready to play. While Maryland looks like they've turned the corner, a one and three team that's one eight of nine, there's not a ton of covers in that run, and there's a lot of bad basketball teams during that stretch. The 69-60 victory at Pauley Pavilion in UCLA, understandably a very, very good win for this team as a three-and-a-half-point underdog and went well through their team total. And if tonight Maryland goes through their team total, great, awesome, love it. Pushes Purdue even further. So I'm going to trust the Boilermakers on the offensive side here for this game. UNC Pitt for a little ACC action. We're on two ACC games tonight. On the Pitt side of it, Blake Henson has been... Their top man throughout this season. But he has hit himself just a little bit of a cold spell, averaging 19.5 points per game on the season. But in his last two, uh, against Purdue-Fort Wayne, 2 of 10 shooting, just 5 points. And then against Syracuse, 3 of 12 shooting, only 11 points for Blake Henson. But specifically, it's the three-point line that catches my attention. When you look at Pitts this season and their matchups against Power five major conference opponents. Okay, I know it's not really a power five in college basketball, but you get what I mean. Against Florida, three of nine from three. Oregon State, three of 11. Mizzou, five of eight. Clemson, who is 
as good, if not a better defense than North Carolina. Six of 10 from three. West Virginia, nine of 15. And Syracuse, the lone under at one of seven. But all of that volume for Henson and a double bounce back spot at home as well. High tempo, North Carolina. This Blake Henson prop tonight, my favorite on the college basketball board. We're taking a chance on an under with the Duke Blue Devils and their matchup against the Syracuse Orange at 151. Duke this season is 4-1 to the under against defenses that rank inside the top 100. And Duke is a top team in college basketball. Top 10 offense, top 30 defense. Houston's only comp spots there would be their games against Gonzaga and Tennessee. Those were both dead shot unders this year. We're going to play the, the 151 and a half under between Duke and Syracuse. Coming up next, though, on Sports Grid Game Time Decisions, we get joined by Coach James Young next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, we're live with you here. It is game time decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Coach James Young. JY, usually I like to talk and hang out a little bit, but I want to race to one here because people aren't going to have a lot of time to get involved with a UConn-DePaul uh, pick that you have. This is a 6:30 tip in the Big East. Uh, what do you like in this game? Uh, I'm going to go with Tristan Newton, over 16 and a half points. He's averaging 16.2 points per game. Here's why, Kato. One, Klingon is out, so he's going to have to, there's going to be more shots attempts for him. Yep. But other... 32% of his scoring is on pick and roll as the ball handler. Well, who is in the 12th percentile defending the pick and roll? That would be the DePaul Blue Demons. So I do think it correlates for a guy like uh, Tristan Newton that he has missed it five straight, but he has to get going a little bit. Remember the last game, you know, they, they're just figuring he just missed one by a point, I do believe, or two. And then it was the first game without clinging. It was only like one day prep. They've had over a week. I think the last time they played was the 23rd. They probably came back to mm -hmm. 26 or 27th. They've had five days of practice to prepare for this. Tristan Newton, over 16 and a half points for UConn tonight. All right, folks, make sure you're locked in. Tristan Newton uh, leading this team in points, in rebounds, as well uh, as assists. JY, 
now that we've been able just to make sure that people get that 6.30 tip, how are you? Feeling good? We're liking the college basketball right now? Right. You know what? It's it's crazy, K-Dub, because this season's already been madness in regards to upsets, teams playing well, teams not playing well. So what I tried to do today is I'm trying to find teams in bounce-back spots, right? Teams that have not played well or, or maybe haven't played well traditionally on the road them going on the road or something like FAU who lost last game, Creighton who hasn't played up to expectations as of late. So I try to look at those things as you get conference play because teams want to start to get rolling now that uh, we're now in the beginning of January. Yeah, I want to ask you specifically, though, with the the Tristan Newton pick, mentioning that Donovan Klingon is going to be out for this team. Now, at some point, he is expected to return but how do you then try to evaluate the Huskies' big picture? Defending national champs, I think they've been excellent for most of this season. Their only losses with Klingon, uh, of course, coming to Kansas on the road. Four-point loss, you know, that never too damning. And the 15-point you know, loss at Seton Hall was not great, but the Big East this year maybe can be a little bit wild. I'm just curious how you attempt to kind of how much you can value this, these UConn games with a player like Klingon missing. Well, you can evaluate to see what what kind of players step up. Like, you know, what does Tristan Newton do do now without Don McClingan? Uh, A kid like Castle, the freshman, like, does he step up and start to get going? Caravan was one of these guys last year that got going the second half of the year once they get into conference play. It was amazing. You know, when I coached at Monmouth, people used to say, you use the non-conference to get ready for the conference play. Now, you're right. The Big East may be better than we thought overall. You know, we'll see what happens with some of these teams. You know, Seton Hall, you know, I happen to know, obviously, Shaw and and, and Ryan Whalen pretty well. So I know that, and I've seen this team up close. They can play, but they, you know, they're kind of um, inconsistent. So you're going to see this at the Big East, you know, with the, that top of the line with Marquette. And UConn now, obviously, Marquette probably moves to the favorite now that, you know, Klingon is out for a substantial period of time. The, the team that we need to watch for, honestly, uh, it, to me, is Creighton. Like, what are they? I mean, because we thought this team was a top 10 team coming into the year, uh, obviously, with Shireman and, and Kyle Brennan, the big center. You know, uh, obviously, they lost some kids in, in, with Nimhart and, and uh, uh, the other kid uh, on the transfer market. So, they should be better. It'll be interesting now because now you get into league play. So it may take a couple of weeks to evaluate the biggies, but I still think at the end of the day, UConn is going to be up there at the top of the league. Yeah, I would say with Creighton, the first loss to Villanova, while that is, look, it's unfortunate you lost your first one, all these teams lost their first one. Mm -hmm. The issue for Creighton was their follow-up game was at Marquette. That, that was the, you know what I mean? So Creighton, while they're 0-2, this is available, JY, Big East uh, regular season winter markets. Creighton at plus 750 is a touch tempting. I'll put it to you like this. They're plus 750, while Villanova is plus 320. Now, hold on. I, I, I've listened to JY break down Villanova. I understand that maybe they've turned in the corner a little bit, but ha- more than half the number 
of Creighton just because they won at Creighton. I'm not so sure about that. You are right, Marquette, though, a 2-1 to one favorite. UConn, plus 210. All of those markets literally closing just now, though, because we are going to be tipping off uh, between DePaul and UConn. Let's go to the number one team in the country, JY. Purdue goes to Maryland uh, as about a 5.5, now climbing maybe a 6.5-point favorite here for the Boilermakers. Uh, how do you feel about this game in the Big Ten? I think this is a big spot for a Purdue team when the last time they went on the road, uh, the open conference play, they lost at Northwestern, maybe an underrated Northwestern team. But to me, Maryland has been this herky-jerky team that I think is maybe one of the teams that's underachieved as, as much as anybody in the country. You thought with guys like Young coming back, you thought they were going to be a, a dynamic team. Their best win was at UCLA. That doesn't hold as much weight as we think it does based on how UCLA has played. Meanwhile, Purdue is battle-tested. This is a big spot for them. I got them at five and a half. I know you went team total over. I just don't trust this Maryland team this year. I just think it could be one of those years where things just don't go right. I think you're right with the, the total uh, points over, and I do like uh, Purdue minus five and a half, now up to six and a half on FanDuel. Yeah, I again, I took the team total. It's interesting. One of the reasons I feel confident about the team total, JY, is this exact spot is where Purdue dropped their only game this season at a Big Ten team on a light, interesting line against Northwestern. So I think they'll be focused here. But because of that loss, it's why I felt more comfortable with the total as opposed to having to lay aside. But it's, again, it's also why I, look, I took a team total as opposed to playing a full game over. Because I, if Purdue is locked in on the offensive side, Maryland could struggle to crack, you know, 60 in this game. So that's kind of the way uh, this all evens out here. Let's continue to push forward and bring up uh, FAU. I don't know, man. I told you this the other day. I'm really up. I don't know why. I don't hate FAU. That, that's that's not going to be like a gimmick or for, you know, for me. I don't. But... I just, I'm not in on this team. And that Arizona double overtime win legitimized everything about them. And they followed it up by losing at Florida Gulf Coast. Like, I get it, they beat Arizona. I get it, they hung with Illinois. They beat AM. This team has losses to Florida Gulf Coast and Bryant JY. This is not one of the 25 best teams in college basketball. I don't care. Well, first things first, shout out to little Martelli. Uh, Phil Martelli's son, who's doing a pretty good job at Bryant to take it over with Jared Grasso. Your guy, Jared Grasso, former Iona mm -hmm. assistant, stepped down at Bryant. So shout out to little Martelli for getting the job done over at Bryant. But to me, the reason why I like this tonight is the bounce back spot, right? 17 and a half point favorite versus Florida Gulf Coast. They take the L. Now they have to come back versus an East Carolina team who is terrible on the road, only last time they were on the road, they lost by 22 to a middle-of-the-road George Mason team of the Atlantic 10. So to, to me, if you want to prove yourself, and this is the first game in, in the league, right? First game in this new league in the American, this should be a spot where you should step on the court and absolutely blow a team out, especially after losing your last game before Christmas. You get that long break. You got time to think about it. Dusty's makes kids are going to be fired up to play. I'm going to take FAU minus 16 and a half tonight. I, I absolutely understand the angle. I thought, I thought about that. Obviously, the follow-up game from the Bryant loss was Butler. They win 91-86 as a six and a half point 
favorite, it's, ma it's, it's a narrow margin, right? This is a much different spot. Laying a big number like this, they can flex muscle, and they're going to need to. You know, for FAU, they're going to be in the tournament. We know that. But playing in the American this year, which has some good teams, Memphis most notably, it is not going to be super easy, I feel, for FAU because this conference lost Houston to gain a ton of points, JY. And you would think wins over A&M and Arizona is all they needed, but they messed it up. You know, the funny, again, if, if FAU right now was 10-1 and one and their only loss was Illinois, then I wouldn't be saying any of the things I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think, I can tell you right now, we fast forward to March. We're looking for a team on a four line to get upset. We're looking, or five line, whatever. You know, FAU is going to be that team that everybody talks about because we've already seen it this year with Bryant and Florida Gulf Coast, you know, being, you know, 15, 14, 16 seed caliber teams. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important for them in this new league to do what Houston used to do, Kate Up, which is beat the snot out of everybody any chance they get because they don't get a lot of opportunities to showcase their and flex their muscle in the Americans. So that's why I love uh, Florida Atlantic tonight, minus a 16 and a half versus an East Carolina team is just not very good at all. Uh, JY, I don't want to rush you too much uh, on the other picks there uh, with Creighton uh, and uh, St. John's, but I'm excited to get in. We'll get through those picks because we have a little bit of time with uh, some Big East basketball. Uh, I will just uh, say we are underway with that DePaul uh, and UConn game. Two minutes in, nobody scored. That's a little... I mean, that's two minutes, J.Y. Two minutes to score with basketball. What's that live total now? So Is that a rock fight, J.Y.? Is that a rock fight? <laughs> And maybe a little bit of right fight, rock fight, K-Dub, you know? Hey, listen, it happens. Rock fights, hey, rocks uh, come in all different shapes and sizes, my man. Some are little, <laughs> some are big. This is a little rock fight. You got to get comfortable. Uh, you got to get comfortable in a rock fight, man. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll finish out the college basketball picks uh, from Coach James Young, as well as get his NBA selections for you on this Tuesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
All right, back with you right here on Sports Grid. I'm Kevin Walsh, Coach James Young. Six with us here. Jay, I just put on this college basketball, Big East, Georgetown, uh, captured about 12 at home from Creighton, St. John's, laying around six and a half now uh, against the Butler Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the two favorites here. First, with, with Creighton minus the points, they lost three in the last four games. You talked about their, their loss and being 0-2 in league play. Listen, Ed Cooley's going to turn around Georgetown. It's just not this year. This is a big spot for a Creighton team that needs to win and win impressively. Uh, give me Creighton minus 12 and a half. And then the Johnnies, like this is a big spot for them versus Butler. It was four and a half. It has moved significantly up to six and a half, uh, you know, with tip-off about to take place. I think I think it's a little bit of a later game, if I'm not mistaken, in the, in the biggies. But give me St. John's in the spot uh, to go ahead. This is a big year for this guy. I mean, all the money got NIL and 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 making a player for Patino. This has got to be a game that he wins, and he's got to win to me by six to ten points. I think they win by double digits. Give me the Johnnies. Uh, all right, let's get over to the NBA then tonight, JY. Some interesting games on this board. Uh, we got Joel Embiid back though, the uh, MVP favorite who then missed two games and saw his status bumped around, and now he's back to a co-favorite with Nikola Jokic. Uh, Doncic and SGA still certainly both heavily in the mix when you look at the odds. What do you think about Embiid and the Sixers in his return at home tonight? Well, the Bulls are 2-0 against the Sixers this year. Good for you. They also are missing Nikola Vucevic, and they're missing, obviously, Zach Levine. Lonzo may not come back ever. Bulls are on the back-to-back. Joel's rested. So are the Sixers. Kind of seems like a tough spot for a team like the Chicago Bulls would be in. Give me the Philadelphia 76ers minus the points. I think they win. I think they beat them up pretty good with JoJo back in the lineup. This is an important strong. Uh, but this is, I think, a spot for Philadelphia with Embiid back is nice. I, though, JY... I was just going to take a, a leap of faith play that I ultimately backed out on. But Andre Drummond tonight it goes against Embiid. Drummond right now has a points prop listed at 12.5 and a rebounds prop listed at 14.5, falling down now 13.5. For those that, I, and I get it, have not been following a ton of Bulls basketball, it is still right now a high point period during the football season. Uh, Vucevic is out, and Drummond has started three games for the Bulls. In those games, 24 and 25, 7 and 16, 15 and 23. JY, he's literally one of the five best rebounders in the history of basketball. I don't even know how anyone could argue it, but... I was thinking of taking an under on the idea that Embiid could just foul him out and he only gets to play about 16 minutes tonight. I'm curious what you think about that head-to-head matchup. JoJo's going to smoke him. JoJo's going to smoke him. Because this is going to be a spot where this guy, listen, folks, until that game that he had 39 minutes, he had to play, what, 20, 22 minutes in a night? And now you're going to ask this guy on a back-to-back? to go guard Joel Embiid after Embiid's been out? Like, I think it's a bad spot for Andre Drummond. To me, I think the under would be absolutely to play here for, for Drummond in which the market, for a guy that you're right, is one of the best rebounders in the history of the NBA and will be and should be highly coveted uh, at the trade deadline for a team looking for a backup center. <clears throat> Maybe the Knicks, if pressure doesn't work. 
Um, so I do think that Andre Drummond does have value. I just don't like value on him tonight. I think that, uh, again, is totally, totally fair. Uh, you do like, like some value, though, on Tyrese Maximi. Talk to me about that. Yes, I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey over two and a half made threes over 10 of his last 15 games. And now if we start putting it together, right, like Judge being guarded by Drummond, he's going to probably get him into foul trouble. So now you have to start mm -hmm. bringing double teams. Well, now that opens up Maxey from the three-point line. Chicago doesn't defend a three or in the middle of the road defending a three-point line. Three out of the last five games he's gone over this. Tyrese Maxey gets busy tonight with his partner back. Give me Tyrese Maxey over two and a half made threes. Maxi let me down against the Magic because uh, I was looking for a little bit of value, JY, with Embiid out, high volume from three. He just didn't shoot it as much as I thought he was going to, which was a little bit surprising. He was ended up three for six on a three-and-a-half prop, and I kind of backed away from it, and I'm glad I did uh, because he actually followed up the next two games with the volume, nine attempts, eight attempts, but only two makes in both of those games. So if tonight... The efficiency gets a little bit cleaner. Some better looks with JoJo around. Uh, it certainly lines up. Talk to me, though. Pals Nets here. Uh, it's kind of a, sneak, uh, a sneaky game on this slate. But Brooklyn, losers of three in a row. And life a little more difficult when you're not playing the Detroit Pistons for a double up. Uh, Brooklyn sure could use this one. Do you think they get it? No. Absolutely not. I don't think they get it. I think Brooklyn's sliding, Kate, up. Uh, and I think what, what what's, what's interesting here is the one thing that Brooklyn does really, really well is they shoot the ball yeah. from three. Well, what does New Orleans do almost as good as anybody in the league? They defend the three-point line really well. So when you look mm -hmm. at that and the fact that the Pelicans are just too strong inside for a Brooklyn Nets team, I like the Pelicans minus five and a half. I think the slide continues with Brooklyn. They've been a great story so far. I'm going to say, K-Dub, we've talked about it. They need Ben Simmons back. Like, yeah. Because he shares the ball, he plays defense, he gets the battle breaks, gets some easy buckets. They just they're they're starting to come back to where we thought they were. I like the Pelicans minus the points at home. I will say with the Ben thing, JY, I don't know where you land on it. I won't I won't spend too much time on it. But man, for a long time, the idea was Ben doesn't want to play. Ben doesn't want to play. He's faking, he's faking, he's faking. JY, he was in a great spot to start this season. Mm -hmm. The Nets looked amazing relative to expectations. They were covering every game with Ben out there and available, it felt like. I, I just, and, and no one's ever going to line up and offer full, full apologies here, but it's not like all of a sudden he twisted an ankle, right? Wasn't a knee. It is the same back issue that kept him out time and time again. I just think people should kind of realize here that, unfortunately for Ben Simmons, his career that was projecting towards, uh, you know, I don't want to say Hall of Fame, that's a stretch too far, but I mean, multiple All-Star appearances and all NBA type of performances is really going to be cut short by injury more than anything else. Yeah, and I think that's the sad part about it because the talent is there. And, and you're right. He was in a spot in Brooklyn, let's be honest. No KD, no Kyrie, like low low pressure, right? They weren't expected. He just wanted to play basketball. And I feel like, yep. honestly, Kevin, when he's healthy, he, I think he's a top 30 player in the, in the sport. I, I know people think I'm crazy. 
because he can't score. But the way he impacts the game on the fast break or the defensive end of passing the ball, like it, he brings, mm -hmm. he elevates everyone's game around them. And for a team that doesn't have a lot of great shot creators, he creates opportunities for everyone else. That's why their offense looked one way with him and one way without him, and it's starting to catch up. They need him back. He comes back, Kevin. They're going to be a fun team to watch because they got enough shooters and enough spacing yep. where they can knock down shots and he gets driving lanes and then you got clocks in for the lot of opportunities. Uh, all right, JY, we got a couple more to hit here. Uh, we're doing it's head to head again. We're head to head again. Thunder uh -oh. Celtics. Ooh, you I'm, on the the under. I'm on the under. Oh, I, I'm on I, the under. I'm on the under. Go ahead, you, make your you know, case. Yeah, well, listen, I, I think you have two of the more dynamic teams offensively in the league. I think this number is light at 239 and a half. Uh, six of the last seven games have gone over for Boston, four of the last six for OKC. Last three games they've played, 267, 248, 255. So they have scored and scored in bunches. I think this will be an exciting game. And I think the narrative is that it would be, listen, could it be an old school playoff, you know, 115, 109 game? Yes, but the way this NBA is up and down the floor, I think this game's going to have a lot of pace. Give me over 239 and a half tonight. Here's what I will look. The talent that is going to be on that floor, trust me, I know what I might tune into. I, I understand that it could be halftime 71-64. I, I know, okay? And, and not because it's a, an Indiana Pacers, nobody showed up to play defense. Just, hey, Derek White's got six threes at half. And Lou Dort has four. It's all right, well, I, I'm sorry. I can't stop that. But, he, but J.Y., Thunder Celtics, two of four teams that are both top 10 offense and defensive rating in basketball, joined by both Philadelphia and Denver. OKC's games against Denver, 239, 236 and a half, all unders. The game against Philly was a 230 and a half, right? Now, I know the game went over, but we're talking about a pregame number. Boston is slower than Philadelphia. Boston and their games against Philly, 229 and a half, 224, 218 and a half. This is a, for two teams that I know are amazing offensively, but also amazing defensively, this is a very, very high number. I'm taking a chance that these defenses can step up here and make things difficult uh, in this matchup. I'm, I'm kind of due. You took two off me last time we went head to head. I'm, trust me, you know I'm keeping track, J.Y. I'm due. I'm due. I have to even it up. Uh, give me the Wemby breakdown. What do you got for uh, Vic tonight? Hey, the big Eiffel. Is that his nickname? I don't know what his nickname is. Whatever he is. SpongeBob. Whatever he is. Gumby. Over two and a half blocks for Roman Yama tonight in his game versus Memphis. Listen, he's gone over 14 of 28 uh, this year. He has missed it two straight. He's only missed three straight, only once yeah. this year. And here comes Ja. And as I'm telling you, Ja's going to see him at the rim, and Ja's going to try and check him and see if he can get to the cup. Big Wemby gets busy. Plus, they don't play no damn defense in San Antonio anyway, so it's going to be it's going to be a layup line. So let Wemby get a couple of blocks. Minus one ten. Victor Wembanyama over two and a half blocks tonight. Uh, all right, SpongeBob. I might have missed something. I don't know. It, I, I, are people know, saying I, I that, know. or is that you? I, 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 that's probably me. You know. Okay. Gumby. I, I, Gumby. How about Gumby? Gumby could work though. 
Do you I'm gonna just. Are you, are you too young? You may be too young for Gumby. No, I, I do know. I know the Gumby. Okay. Quick thing on, on Vic. Quick thing on Vic. Tommy Hawkins has the third best odds to win Rookie of the Year at 45 to 1. Shout out to Miami Heat, by the way. We said that on draft night. They took Hami. I was like, hate the pick, but now I love the pick because he's a Heat, right? And it'll work out. Vic is the second option at plus 150. Chet is minus 250. Victor Webinyama is a clear-cut rookie of the year, if not for what is a very simple and soon-to-be unbeaten cheat code to win this award, which is be a top-three pick, sit out a year, and come back. Blake Griffin did it. Ben did it. And unless Chet get injured, Chet's going to make an all-star team. Of course Chet's going to win this, this, this award, J.Y., Absolutely. I thought Kevin was about to curse there, but he, he caught himself. No, I was going to say absolutely. freaking, but I didn't even say freaking. Yeah, you know. But listen, Chet's going to win it. And, and by the way, I'm a pro. we were right. Hami Hawkes, Miami Heat. We, it, it just works with these guys. I don't get it. Yeah, it's wild. By the way, Scoot Henderson said the race is not over if you want a 250 to 1 ticket uh, on Scoot. Good stuff, JY. We'll be right back. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 